and welcome to a three-inning save podcast. Eric Steven, Jacob Birch. One, one less than a week, less than a week from spring training start. So you, spring training starting. I know generally that's you know when pitchers and catchers report, but to me it doesn't really start till games get going. But I, you know, I get the when I used to go to cover spring training in person, I I I, I sort of had the pitchers and catchers as the start. But you're right. There's no, it's really just it's a little. But that said, it's still you still get news. We we're gonna hear about people in the best shape of their life. All, all the B-roll of backfield <laughs> jogging. It, like it's an it's an incredible time. Uh, so I don't want to discount it. But yeah, hope, you're right. And it, yeah, hope it will be no more eternal than come Friday when pitchers and catchers report for the Dodgers. But in the past week, we've had Fan Fest and some news, news and like like new non news yeah. came out of that. That you're gonna excuse me catch us all up on. Uh, we have some questions from Craig. We're not recording next week, so we're gonna make make those questions from Craig count. All of that after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, I didn't go to FanFest. Yep. I've never been to FanFest. I should, should, I, should I go? Uh. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot. Like, it's pretty cool to be honest. Like, uh, the it seemed like a good time. Like, uh, you know, there were it was like pretty festive. Like, um, <laughs> for people with money to burn, there's a lot of things to spend it on. But it's not like it's not necessarily like a price gouge thing. Like, I will say this year. Uh, so they've had a fan fest every year except. Um, uh, COVID and lockout was was uh, you know canceled those those years 2021 2022 
But so this was the tenth one under the new uh, under this ownership group, and this was the first time they actually charged people to get in. But it was ten bucks, and but like parking's free. So like, um, and like over thirty five thousand people bought tickets. So I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and he went as well. Um, and it was like you know for and a few other people were saying like. For some people, like this is this is going to be their least expensive trip to Dodger Stadium all year, right? Like, right. You could there you could buy concessions, other stuff there, obviously, but ten bucks to get in, no parking, like that's pretty good. And plus, they, they had like festivities, they had a stage set up, like it it just is kind of set up for like a pretty good time. Like, there's autograph sessions you could pay for. Some of that was pretty expensive. They had a an Andre Ethier. Um, lunch i think for hmm. another vip type thing that was pretty cool it was actually nice to see because uh some of the the current players who don't really have a connection to ethier and like mookie Betts was like giving him hugs and stuff it was like <laughs> it was just fun like it was just neat to see that stuff um but yeah no it was um it was pretty good i will say though you know with all those people there like dodgers like look they have a lot of stars right like Literally, Mookie Betts is is one of the great greatest players like in the game. He's surefire Hall of Famer. Freddie Freeman is a, a former MVP. They were both awesome last year. They're great, um, and you know they they are treated like stars. They were obviously highly cheered for. But when the when the crowd, if you wanted to know where Shohei Otani was, all you had to do was listen <laughs> for the shrieking girls or like that sound. It wasn't all girls, but. Like uh, I would have been you right see, there, shrieking you see for those, sure. You, you see those old clips of like old audiences in the six fifties and sixties for like Elvis or the Beatles, and they're ah! you know like all this stuff, and it's like another level of loud. Like that's oh okay, Shohei Otani's coming. I could hear the crowd like <laughs> uh, maneuvering over. Um, but so yeah, it was it was something else to see that. Now so the setup was um, the. The stage where, like, uh, David Vasse was, Joe Davis, Oral Hershiser, I think Jerry Harrison was there for a bit. Um, they were, uh, they had people uh, in and out. This was on in, like, center field at Dodger Stadium. People were, like, kind of in the, in the plaza area, in the outfield, but also wandering the concourse. Some were seating, sitting in the seats. Um, and they, they were watching the stage stuff. And then also there were, uh, in the back, they had the Sportsnet LA desk set up uh, in the out in beyond center field, where some of the players were going there to do interviews. So p- people were hanging out there, and then we were over like the reporters were all in the home bullpen on on the left field side, and then like so players were like coming in and out, and then some of them were going to do autograph stuff, and like it was a they had them like kind of cycled through on a schedule, you know. It was, uh, and then we had like a very small area, so like I will say it's not super conducive to um like necessarily like it's not the best for like interviews just for for a sound standpoint because it's pretty loud generally it's hard to hear unless you're like riding close but it's just an overall pretty is a it seemed like a fun event but like there were you know some news items like there were actually um uh i counted uh there were 29 dodgers there so uh, hmm. It's a pretty pretty good pretty good turnout um, for them. Uh, so Otani, obviously, you know the big prize, the seven hundred million dollar man. Um, his if there's like a newsy thing about him, I, it's it's not necessarily news, but 
if thing to watch is his elbow because he had the elbow surgery. That's why he's not going to pitch this year. But there's also a recovery of being able to hit, you know, with said elbow. Um, it when he had um, Tommy John surgery it was Octo- the first of October, I think, 2018. He didn't play his first game. He he didn't pitch all year in 2019, but he hit. But he didn't play until May 7th that year. So like. You know, he didn't quite have Tommy John this time, but there's still obviously a progression. Um, it, it was earlier September when he had the surgery. Um, so he's saying, which is the same thing he's he pretty much said at his introductory press conference in December, was that the elbow is fine, he's, he's still progressing, um, that he expects to be ready to hit once spring training starts, or at least be close to that, and then certain for certain like he's on track uh to be ready to play opening day so like march 20th and it's early opening day for them it's a week earlier because of the korea trip but like he pretty much said that he's he's not um he's not hitting in cages yet he's doing the like soft toss um and hitting off a tee right now so that's where he's at but he said once he gets to arizona he's going to start hitting in cages and then just sort of progress from there so like I would imagine if you're if you're going to an early spring training game like you know February 21st or 22nd I think is their first game and you're going there expecting to see Shohei Otani maybe not <laughs> you know the best like planning but I think you know he's he's I think it seems like he's going to that's at least the plan but um you never know but that 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 it doesn't seem much of a variation from what he was kind of saying before um there's other folks like you know coming off injuries like Gavin Lux tore his ACL. He didn't play all of last year. Um, for he said uh, for sure he'll be ready opening day. Um, I think I forgot. I think how it was posed was, um, uh, is there any like I think it was like is there any doubt or any any reason you wouldn't be able to play opening day? He said nope. I'm going to be in South Korea or whatever. Like you know, pretty straightforward. And then. GM Brandon Gomes, uh, I think, was asked, uh, like, what's Lux's role? He said he's absolutely the shortstop. So, um, I, you know, we, I don't know if he's going to be everyday, everyday shortstop. But they'll probably mix in some Miguel Rojas now and then. But, like, you know, I think um, getting him Lux back is going to be pretty big addition if, if he's, like, hitting anything like he was in 2022. Um, Lux seems pretty excited to go – to actually play shortstop now because that's what the position he played high school – uh, going through the minors and then until until he kind of had to switch when he got to the big leagues. But um, so he seemed pretty excited about that. The one um, I guess newsish item I know we've sort of talked about this because the Dodgers have talked around it but never really explicitly said it until Saturday. But Walker Bueller, who's going to be on an innings limit this year, he is definitely going to start the season on the injured list. Uh, Dave Roberts and Walker Bueller both said he's being slow played to in spring training. He's healthy. He's throwing. He's doing bullpens, all that kind of stuff. But they're he he they're limiting his innings, right? So he hasn't he pitched two minor league innings last year. He pitched sixty five innings in twenty twenty two, and none since none after like June tenth. So um, I don't. He's not going to be able to go like one hundred and eighty innings or whatever this year. So they're limiting him that way. So it's probably going to be like. Uh, either extended spring training uh, to start the season or possibly like uh, on a rehab assignment in the minors before coming back to the majors, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, like it seems like 
Uh, maybe he just, you know, like, because normally spring training for the pitchers is just the starting pitchers is ramping up like one or two innings to start. Then next inning it's three. Then next time it's four, you know, and then you sort of build up. So maybe they don't even start that for him until like April or whatever. And then he's ready in May or something like that. Like that's, they, they, don't, they don't really have a set plan, but it's just that he's not going to start the season with the team uh, but that so they they said that explicitly um the other thing uh you know obviously Clayton Kershaw wasn't there this was I look back um the lockout in 2022 they didn't have a fan fest but that was like the only time where Kershaw was a a free agent at the time that, that they mm-hmm. would have had a fan fest wouldn't um, it be funny if he was there because of a free agent like hey that would have that would have been that would actually been a kind of an amazing way to like announce that he signed or something <laughs> Like dun da da da, like or just you just hear like uh, they play uh, fun by we are uh, we are young, uh, or is it we are young by fun? I forget which. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I did I spoonerize a, a song? No. Um, so the you know the Dodgers are very clearly like you know still in touch with with Kershaw. Earlier this week on or last week on Wednesday. Uh, Kershaw and Chris Young, who's the Rangers general manager, former pitcher, they both got their numbers retired at Highland Park High School on Wednesday. So like there was a, a ceremony for them there, and uh, they're uh, they're very very close friends. So as always, it's it's like you know Kershaw is either going to pitch for the Dodgers or his hometown team, who happens to be run by his best friend or one of his best friends. Um, and Dave Roberts said he texted Kershaw earlier in the week. Said uh, Gomes said the Dodgers have remained in touch. Now, it, but it doesn't seem like there's necessarily a sense of urgency uh, for Kershaw. For one, um, he's coming off shoulder surgery, so he's not going to be, be able to pitch till like after the All Star break, probably anyway. Um, Roberts did say, "quote I think his timing right now is to dominate the rehab process and get something done when it makes sense." So, it, I don't know if that necessarily means he's going to wait. Like, um, but I will say this: the the surgery also throws a wrinkle into this. Alden Gonzalez at ESPN in sort of his recap of Saturday wrote he had this part quote: "Kershaw is widely expected to eventually sign a two year contract." He also said, you know, with either the Dodgers or Rangers, but that's we knew that. Um, but the two year part is, you know, Kershaw said he wants to go year to year. He's fine with it, but you could see in this scenario, right? Like he's not going to be able to pitch until like later in the year. So right. might as well just lock in rehab and then boom, 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 like get it all sort of taken care of in that way, um, I guess. But um, the other thing is like um, in terms of uh, roster space, um, the Dodgers can start using the 60-day injured list once camp opens, which is Thursday. That's when players report. The first workout for pitchers and catchers is Friday. Um, so 60-day IL candidates now are um, – you know, Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May. And then uh, Saturday, another sort of news item that kind of dropped unexpectedly, Nick Frasso, uh, they just added him to the 40-man roster in November. And then during his sort of um, uh, Q&A thing, I think with Kirsten Watson or was whatever that, whatever that scrum was, he's like, yeah, rehabbing uh, my injury or whatever. And then like, wait a minute, what? Like, and then, and then sort of people start asking. And then I think when <laughs> Gomes was up shortly after that, and they're like, what injury? He's like, oh, he, he surgery tore his labrum in November. Um, uh, the the thought is like, um, I think he's probably going to miss the season. Like, there's a chance he might come back near the end of the season, but like, 
seems like he's out for the year. Um, you don't know, but like at, le- at the very least, you know, can't really count on him. So like that's three guys they could, you know, maneuver if they were going to add players. Now we've also talked before about how the Dodgers could like add a reliever, you know, or someone like, you know, something like that. They still could do that like as early as this coming week or, you know, like we said, like if Kershaw's ready to sign now-ish, like then that's when you kind of do it, like after after camp opens. Um, so one of the like common themes, I think, running through the various scrums on Saturday at Dodgers Fest was the two questions that were not universally asked, but pretty much close to it. Um, quote or one: um, How several Dodgers reacted to the team spending over a billion, or are the Dodgers the villains of baseball? Or it was more like, because other people have sort of said that, you know, it's not like, I don't know, they just want to get it sort of reaction. It was pretty standard yeah. stuff. Yeah. I find some of that, like, I mean, it's fine. Like, I just find it kind of uninteresting. uninteresting. <laughs> like, it just seems like, the other thing is um, stuff that comes up, like, what about expectations? It's like, well, like, how many, I can't remember the last time, going into a season where the Dodgers weren't like, like expecting to win the world series. Right. Like, so it's, there's if that. ever last season. Uh, like, and that's yeah, as close right. as they've ever you, gotten. Yeah. Muncie actually, Max Muncie actually brought that up during his like, yeah, last year it was kind of a, a difference for us because going into the season, like it was the first time we hadn't been like, you know, not necessarily favored, but like expected or like less was expected of that, of them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, so that was interesting. My, my favorite sort of offhand comment, um, I think when Jason Hayward was asked the billion dollar question, he, he goes, they haven't spent the billion dollars yet. (laughs) And it was a very (laughs) sly allusion to, um, Otani deferring the 680 million. I thought that was funny. Um, uh, Muncie also sort of pointed out that like about the villain thing, he's like, can we really be the villains if we don't have the top payroll, <laughs> you know, like this? And then uh, like right now I have the Dodgers at like just, just under three oh three hundred and seven million after the Paxton thing. Um, and then roster resource at Fangraphs has the, the Mets right now at 328 uh, and the Yankees are just behind the Dodgers at 304 and a half. Um, it will, I will know last year the, the three top teams uh, in luxury tax payroll were the Mets, Padres, and Yankees, and none of them made the playoffs. So, like, you know, it's spending is one thing, but also, you know, being good while spending is also a part of it. So, like, that's it goes part of parcel. But that was that was kind of that was kind of the thrust of, of Fan Fest. Was there? Were you watching any of it, or did you see any of the like other highlights that you any other thoughts? You had? No, I had two sick kids at home, so I oh, was. Oh yeah. <clears throat> occupied. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cleaning up things people shouldn't have to clean up yeah oh god yeah of course <laughs> finding finding stronger and stronger disinfectants as you go melissa uh, and i stopped by uh the grocery store bought a few things but mostly the goal was disinfectants and fiber cleaners so ah, uh, that's beautiful yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it um i will th- this is not related to that uh i will say since so, I mentioned. Did I mention last week on air? I got I got braces uh, uh, recently. I'm like about three weeks into them, and um, you didn't get rid of your dental plan. No, yeah, um, that's right. For a um, keg of beer. Yeah, I I only have them on the top uh, section of my teeth. Uh, the bottom are going in later, 
Um, but I have noticed I brush my teeth way more often because it's very annoying to get stuff like stuck in there. Uh, I, I had I was going to war with some spinach uh, earlier today, and it is not pleasant. Uh, it's nowhere near obviously uh, what you were do- doing, but I just wanted to point that out of a fun grocery store purchase. Is, uh, mm-hmm, uh, absolutely. Look at this. Look what I suddenly need. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so Fan Fest is over. Um, spring training is about to start. We're still a little bit away from actual spring games, but. We're closer than any other team besides the Padres of having a, a regular season game to watch. And that's on March 20th. Again, uh, Dodgers-Padres in South Korea. Uh, the last time the Dodgers went overseas uh, to open the season, they played two games against the Diamondbacks in Australia in 2014. In these two games, one Dodgers player homered and one other Dodgers player stole a base in that series. Name them. Okay. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll try yep. after this. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm always so down on myself on these trivia questions. You know, I could get them right. I, I can do that. You you hold your own, more than hold your own in these. I think I, you do. You do and great. I remember this series uh, mm-hmm. fairly clearly. Uh, so I mean, that's not fair. I, I remember Clayton Kershaw starting at you know whatever o'clock it was. I think uh, it was I think it was like one or one thirty in the morning or something. Man, Pacific time. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember the strangeness. Uh, I don't remember who Homer and Solo base, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab. Sure. Um, uh, my my first hint to you is that the home run came in game one. The stolen base came in game two. Oh yeah, what a huge hint. Yep, I mean, it should give it away. I mean, 
I want to say, and maybe I'm wrong, that the stolen base was somewhat unexpected. So I'm going to go with two unexpected names for the stolen base, just in case that mm -hmm. England is correct. Justin Turner. Uh, Justin Turner. Um, let's see. So he did not play in game two. Remember, this was his okay. first right. regular season games with the Dodgers. He did start on opening day. At second base for the Dodgers. <laughs> uh, uh, but let's see, what did he do in that game? Uh, I thought he made an error. Um, he was he hit second. He was one for four. There you go. But he did not steal a base. All right, my last unexpected guess. Uh -huh. Adrian Gonzalez. Adrian Gonzalez um, homered. Uh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Excuse me, not giving away that one. He, <laughs> like, he, wow. he did not homer. He doubled, he walked, he scored twice in the opener. In the second game, uh, he walked twice, uh, drove in a run, and he scored a run uh, after stealing a base. Yeah. Trevor Cahill. <laughs> so the best part about that is, so the, that game was the 23rd. They didn't play again until the 30th. Of uh, it. they also It was weird. The Dodgers also had the Sunday night opener. That year, so they had like three games before some teams had one. Um, <laughs> but so for a week, Adrian Gonzalez was the major league stolen base leader. Yeah, uh, that must be why it was lodged in my brain because that was yeah. like I remember. I'm like, there's a Twitter nugget in this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now home run. Um, I will say the the person who homered for the Dodgers was after the series was only tied for the major league lead because. Mark Trumbo hit a two-run shot off Kenley Jansen in the ninth inning of Game Two. Uh, to it was it was a kind of a blowout game that turned into a closer game. But like, uh, was I, I'm only going to throw one guess at because otherwise I'm just guessing names. Um, Andre Ethier. Uh, Ethier played center field but did not. Um, he drove in a run in the first game. Um, I, I'll give you one hint, and before we, before we bow out, All right. Wade, Wade Miley started for the Diamondbacks. Nope, doesn't help. Uh, the Dodgers' uh, number five hitter behind Adrian Gonzalez when Wade Miley started because he was a Wade Miley killer. Uh, Scott Van Slyke okay. homered in. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look this up because it's it, he had he was a lefty masher like a you know one of their first under this sort of group. Like one of their better like er, lefty mashers in that period, um, I'm looking up because he had insane numbers against Miley. Um, yeah, okay, that's not. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, I will say this: he did not. He never hit a single off Wade Miley, <laughs> but he was eight for eighteen with three homers and or three doubles and five homers and three and three walks. Nineteen sixty eight OPS. So good pretty good. Yeah. Well, I, as I mentioned, we're going to be <clears throat> skipping next week because it's Super Bowl. We both want to watch that. And, you I, know, we're, we're uh, big... spring training will have just started. So there's like we're going to give it a week to percolate. But that means we have a, a couple at least Super Bowl-themed questions from Craig because it's time for... Questions from Craig. Walked myself into that and didn't know how to get out. So. <laughs> All we right. You were stunned because I didn't even get a chance to say how how big of a uh, Travis and Taylor uh, <laughs> heads we are. You know, uh, we're, there, we're there's a so there's a it. different nickname TNT. That's the nickname for it. Oh, really? TNT. Okay. Yeah, there you go. 
Nice. Uh, I on the Taylor Swift subreddit checked all mm. about it. This season will be the 50th anniversary of the 1974 Dodgers, which featured an NL pennant, 100-plus win season, and both an MVP and Cy Young Award honored Dodger. So here's some trivia about that team and players. Mm-hmm. You ready? Sure. Going to my cheat sheet. The toy cannon Jimmy Wynn was the first L.A. Dodger to receive 100 or more walks in a season. Wynn did it in both 1974 and 1975. Three other L.A. Dodgers have received at least 100 walks in a season. Can Eric name those most patient Dodger hitters? Man, I th- I thought I had a handle on this, but I don't. But before I start answering or attempt to, uh, 1974 uh, Dodgers, uh, we have a Dodgers Rewind coming uh, th- later this week on a player who was on and made his Major League debut for the 1974 Dodgers. So... That's the hint for that. Um, okay, so 100 walks um, have to be after 1975. Um, man, this is, I, I just have a hard time remembering who actually got to 100. Um, good Lord. Um, okay, so... Oh... I don't. I'm not even that confident in this, but I, I'm just gonna say it because I think the the big homer year got him there. So I'm gonna guess Mike Piazza. Nope. <sighs> okay. Um, this is a problem because, like, huh? I'll let you know. <clears throat> one Dodger did it twice, and one uh, other Dodger did it twice, and the other two only did it once. Okay. Um, and if yeah. you need, I'll throw some seasons at you. Um, oh, you know what? Uh, wait, maybe the twice one was Gary Sheffield. It was. Okay. And then, so the other thing, like, I remember, like, oh, in his rookie year, Jock went over 90. But I don't think he ever topped that. So I'm not guessing him. Um and I don't know. I don't remember if I'll just say it anyway. Uh, Max Muncy. Nope. Muncy topped that tw- ninety twice. I checked. Yeah. Um, so the only other thing I can guess is that maybe he got walked a lot in his MVP year. So I'm going to say Cody Bellinger. You have missed Reggie Smith in 1977. Oh, of course. And Brett Butler. In 1991. Oh, that hurts. I should, yeah, I don't know why my head didn't go there. I I was too caught up in, like, some power. I was trying, I'm trying to think in my head, like, what about some of the, like, on-base guys? And, like, how did my brain didn't go up immediately to Butler? <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. In 1974, seven Los Angeles Dodgers had enough plate appearances to qualify for the batting title. Can Eric name all of them? Uh, one who did not have enough plate appearances was Kevin Paisley. I'm bringing that name up for no apparent reason. Um, okay. Uh, qualify for the batting title. So Steve Garvey, who won MVP. Yep. Uh, Davey Lopes, who I mm-hmm. believe maybe led the majors in steals. Um, uh, Bill Russell. Yep. Uh, Ron Say. Yep. Um, and then... Um, oh, then... <laughs> The toy cannon, Jimmy Wynn. Um, yep. And then, oh boy, 
uh, Billy Buckner. Yep. And then it's pro- wait, that's six. Okay. Six. You missed so, yeah. one. So the catcher didn't do it. I don't think, unless it was one of the unless it was the one who sometimes played outfield. But I think it's Willie Crawford. It is in fact Willie Crawford. Look at nice. you. Well yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. While Manny Mota led the team with 15 pinch hits, can Eric name the 1974 Dodger who led the team with two pinch hit home runs? Oh, God. Um, I, I'm going first thought, best thought on this. I, I'm going gu- <laughs> to guess Lee Lacey. It is not Lee Lacey. Uh, let me think. Um, uh, Joe Ferguson? It is not Joe Ferguson. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I don't. I this will be my last guess, and it's a, just a shot in the dark. Rick Auerbach. The answer is Ken McMullen. Yeah, well, former Dodgers rewind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mike Marshall's Cy Young Award-winning season has many remarkable numbers attached to it. One is his ten three plus That's innings right. saves recorded that season. Yep. Marshall leads all LA Dodgers with 17 three plus inning saves in his LA Dodger career. Can Eric name the other three pitchers with more than 10 career three plus inning saves as oh an God. LA Dodger? I feel bad because I, I know I've looked this up multiple times and <laughs> I'm going to be very mad at myself. Um, so I, th- I think Charlie Huff. Charlie Huff is one with 12. Um,. Man, then it was such a short time, but oh god! Uh, let's let's go, Steve Howe. Steve Howe is uh, only had nine. Man, um, okay. Um, oh, this is brutal. Three inning saves. Um, uh, Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer had seven. One more strike left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the name of the podcast. Yeah, but Andre Jackson only had four. <laughs> um, so okay, that this is weird. Um, I'm just trying to think of like who else would have done it, and uh, Tom Needenfewer. Only with eight. God. All right. All One player. Right. I will give you years just so you can get them kind of easily with that. One player did it from 62 to 67. It's a, saves weren't invented until 69. <laughs> this is this is a tragedy. So that's Paranowski. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. then the other 81 to 89. 81 to 89. Um, whoa. Okay. This is too early. For him to debut, what is happening? Um, eighty-one to eighty-nine. No. Who was still on the eighty-nine pitching staff that could have been there? It's is it Alejandro Pena? It is. I was gonna guess him earlier, but I didn't. <laughs> he he started. He led the uh, the NL and ERA in '84. I thought he wouldn't have had as much. <laughs> All right, for the contest, pick the top three Dodgers who will get the most plate appearances what? in the seventh through ninth batting order. 
Oh, okay. So, uh, not it's, it's tangentially related to this. Um, Dave Roberts did go out of his way to say the top three of the lineup order still like not up for grabs, but just not set in stone, and that like they're not sure what it's going to be just yet. They want to talk to the three guys. They're going to sit down and figure it out. But you would, uh, you know, whatever. Like Freeman's like whatever. I don't care. Like, you know, it does, they don't. I don't think they care. Um, but like. That's going to be something to watch because those top three at the top. Okay, so yeah, well, I, when I first re- I did the same thing, I was like, I didn't see the seven through nine. I was like, that's a weird question. <laughs> so yeah, seventh oh, through in, ninth, seventh oh, so through in ninth, March April, good core. Good oh job. yeah, in okay. March April, another little qualifier. Okay, so I did. Uh, uh, now I'm. Uh, okay, so what are we doing here? Are we? Are we just guessing three players and their it's their total plate appearances from hitting seventh through ninth? Yep. Or is it plate appearances as or a is seven, it, eight, or nine? Okay. Or or is it most plate appearances seven, most plate appearances eight, and most plate appearances nine? Uh, let's do the first one. That's easier. Yeah, I think so. Too. Okay. Do you, you are, are we just you or do I should, let's guess them in order? Each. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, First, that kind of means I have to figure out the lineup one through six real quick <laughs> in yeah. my head. Uh, First three is easy, then it's Will Smith, and then it's probably Muncy, and then uh, you've got, like, uh, Hayward Blatoni people. So um, I-, I will just start. I will tell you my number one is going to be Gavin Lux. That was near my number one. I'm going to go with James Outman instead. That's pretty good. Um. Okay, so then, so the issue, right, is um, after the big three, it's Will Smith is probably four, right, and then probably uh, Max uh, Muncy. Yeah, and, and depending on how they want to maneuver, right? So with handiness, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but then, and then, like Teoscar's in that, like uh, probably yeah, six, yeah. right? <laughs> so then, then, then it's just like. Um, so I'm gonna guess I'm gonna go Lux eighth and then Hayward ninth. Okay. So but then 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 you have to consider with Hayward. I mean I it's against it's against righties though. So like the, it's the good side of the platoon, right? He'll get the most. So Lux is second for you. Hayward is 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 third most. So I think, man, um, I'm gonna go. is such a good pick there um i don't want to be like let's just say okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna go you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go outman third okay but just to have a wild card in here i'm gonna go chris taylor okay i get i get that you know he'll get in a little every i like that i like that yeah yeah. And it'll be somehow Mookie Betts. <laughs> <laughs> Show hey, you're you're demoted after an 0 for 17 start. This is for Jacob. That's me. Yay. You have been a resident of the Kansas City metro area. I actually should look up if Lawrence counts, probably, uh, during a KC Sports uh, renaissance. What has been it like to be an observer and how much easier it is to root for Kansas City in the Super Bowl when they are playing a team uh, from San Francisco? With uh, me kind of retiring, almost entire retiring my like sort of super NFL fandom where I watched every Colts game every week. You know, I watched a little bit of a Colts game now and then this this year. Um, 
but I watched more Chiefs, and that's just because football has been kind of relegated to this, like, I watch for excellence. I watch for bar trivia purposes, but also excellence. And when the team uh, the team has Patrick Mahomes, it's really easy to, to root for. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good, and it's so... And the football, I think, is for me especially, maybe more than a, any other sport, although basketball's close, is bad football is basically unwatchable. But good football, when football is really, really good, I really mm-hmm. do still like watching it. But if it's below that, it's it's just not the most impressive thing. Whereas bad baseball, great. I love watching bad baseball. It's more soothing. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, like... Uh, uh, so, but yeah, no, um, it's, it is interesting being, you know, I'm rooting for the Kansas city teams when they're, you know, not playing like I'll root for KU if they're not playing UCLA, I'll root for the chiefs if they're not, like, even then I might root for them over the Colts these days. That's probably not true, but, yeah. um, uh, but like, it is a definitely like, I've gotten to the point where really the Dodger fandom is, um, on its own little Island for me and the rest of sports, fandom is very casual and it's fun but it's it's never i'm never hyper invested in it like i am stupid dodge playoffs <laughs> yeah it's weird like this the super bowl in itself is like an event by itself so yeah. like it all, it kind of doesn't matter where the teams are although you're like you said the kansas city factor right in this is like different but um i think it's you just sort of it's like a more of a spectacle than anything. Mm-hmm. It's so largesse too. Like obviously, like the half times longer. You know what's weirdly long? I, I I don't know what the timing actually is. Those the college football playoff half times were insanely long. Like <laughs> they were so long. Like uh, and I know like the Super Bowl. Like it's such a such a production, but like that's gonna be a thing. But like you know, it, you have all like commercials. Even though like I don't know if I'm a fan of how. There's like commercials for the upcoming commercials, and like that's how I like. It's, sometimes it's cool to just have it come on, you know. Like I don't yeah. know, like, but yeah. After the quartet of Hall of Fame bound 2023 active pitchers Kershaw, Grinky, Verlander, and Scherzer, how should voters judge the next crop of potential Hall of Fame pitchers? By height, um, no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mike Petriello had a really good article about this on MLB.com like a week ago. Um, just looking at like the historical trends of how, um, you know, like actual starters, uh, how many Hall of Fame starters were active in a certain era. Mm-hmm. And you could, and it was like fairly consistent over time. And then he noted like you could see as usage patterns change, there's a dip. And it, the dip first started when, like in the 70s, um, like when teams started going from a four-man rotation to a five-man rotation, and the starters just weren't necessarily putting up the bulk numbers mm-hmm. that they were before. And like, and then all of a sudden, like a lot of uh, pitchers, like they just weren't getting voted in because they don't, they didn't have the, like the bulk type numbers. And it's like, or it's such a um, it's it's a difference now because starters aren't going as long, um, and they're more managed. I think uh, now, so like the, the counting numbers are definitely going to be lacking for some guys. Like, like you look now, like I think Jacob Degrom is going to be a really good early bellwether right. for this. Not yeah, exactly like the same. He wasn't really overly managed. He just was hurt a lot, but his peak yeah. is so like so clearly. Uh, like 
maybe you could you know in some seeds you could argue oh, you know was Kershaw better or Scherzer better but almost certainly for a period there like he was the best pitcher on the planet right uh, but he's g- going to be nowhere near the um the the length and that's again kind of a vanguard because he's um like same age as Kershaw right older than Kershaw or like just a little uh, they're within a couple months yeah I forget what I would forget which um, one's older well the funny thing about him I, they have like they're not this exactly the same, but they're basically the same ERA and WHIP. But Kershaw has like double the innings, yeah. or something. It's crazy. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that'll be a really interesting, you know, probably early test into that. But then, yeah, you do get this crop of like you've put managed. Uh, not that he's uh, a hall of, in the Hall of Fame conversation, but I think Walker Buehler is a really good example of like how often they're like, oh, we're just starting him two or three weeks late. Like, you yeah. could, imagine trying to do that with, with Kershaw if a bearing an actual injury. Like, no. it's just not going to happen. There would have been an injury, all right. Yeah. It would have been the manager. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. And, and that's not to Bueller's fault. And not saying that that's no. a mistake to do it. It's just, like yeah. you said, it's just a change of perception. And I think it is going to be really, really interesting. Do you like... Yeah, do you, like I mean, at the same time though, we do let relievers in, so I think yeah. it's just going to be a different classification. Uh, I wonder if Jaws is going to have to go a severe update on this. You know, uh, in recent years, um, Jay Jeffy, I, I I think he he called it S Jaws. It was a sort of a an updated Jaws to more like fairly um, judge or like you know compare starting pitchers from this era to other eras, like that kind of you know. To, to sort of get a better idea, I think, of that. But you're right. It's, it's going to be hard to figure out. The other thing is, like, you know, look at, like, Johan Santana was so good. And yeah. won two Cy Youngs probably could have won four, you know, yeah. three or four. Um, but um, he he was, like, one and done on the ballot, on the writer's ballot. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, like, didn't even get the, 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 like, let's talk about this for a while, like, or whatever. And, and so th- then it's a matter of, like, does it is it going to take like a generation of like the next group of veterans committee people like you know it's not called that anymore but you know when they have it those probably will chances. take a number of, yeah. of writers committee candidates to actually get in and then they'll look back on Johanna like what the hell were we doing right <laughs> like yeah right. he was ten years like, ahead man, of the curve man, we in not a great one. way but still yeah and so <clears throat> I do, I do wonder on that like it's. Um, it's going to be interesting because you're right. Like I think you know, no, you know, no one's getting 300 wins, right? Like we. It seems like for a long time, oh, he's going to be the last 300 game winner. But I, I think I just think it's this is not going to happen anymore, yeah. right? So like, another weird shift in usage. Um, yeah, I, I thought Sabathia was going to had a chance, but he just he he had a you know a few injury years at key times and just couldn't quite get there. Um, I think, but like you're gonna look back, like if if someone like John Lester, right? He's he's gonna come up in a few years. He got to 200 wins. Adam Wainwright just got to 200 wins. Both were excellent pitchers. Like they're gonna be, they're like right on that. Like Mark Burley is in that range, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and has been already on the ballot. So like it's just interesting. Like um, uh, it's just just see how how what level of support these guys get, and uh, you know. Andy Pettit would have also been in that. Plus, he had the postseason success, but he also has the the PED uh, stuff on his resume. He's not he's not as I mean, not necessarily uh, an automatic no for some, or maybe he is. But like he he doesn't seem as shunned as like a, um, 
you know, like the A Rods and and Manny Ramirez type. Although he kind of is because he's not he hasn't gotten enough support. But yeah. And you say no one's gonna hit three hundred. I I think our boy Clayton Kershaw got ninety more wins in him. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine? He, he comes, he's gonna he's gonna sign. Charlie's a, graduating college. He's, 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 like, he, he's gonna be. Is that gonna be his Brownie James? I want to yeah. play with my son. I wanna, yeah. No. Um, oh man. So yeah, when Kershaw does finally say, he's like, you know what? I got a little bit more in me. I'm going to sign a seven-year deal with the Dodgers. And I, I want to ride out the Shohei experience uh, and, and uh, see how that goes. God, that would be funny. That would oh. be amazing. The NFL concludes their 2023-24 season yeah. n- uh, next Sunday, and I'm sure plenty of chicken wings will be consumed that way. Do you two prefer a hot and spicy sauce or something on the sweeter side? And to answer the age-old question, do you prefer the Dremet, the Weenit, or the boneless version of the classic pub food item? I am almost positive we've had this question before, yeah. and I don't care. Because uh, buffalo wings are in yeah. the absolute upper echelon of food for me. I, I am a big hot and spicy person. Yeah. Um, I, I can't. Yeah. Like, now, in like a bar, like a good barbecue sauce that isn't too, too sweet, sure. But I think I just would prefer that on the sandwich. I want... I want... Not not as hot. I, I I'm like I'm getting deja vu because I'm pretty sure I've said this before. I yeah. don't want as hot as possible. I'm not a yeah, super not burn your burn your face off hot. Yeah, like it, it, you know that's kind of fun to do. It was fun to do in like high school and college. I am yeah. too old for that. So the, <laughs> I, got, uh, I I don't go to Buffalo Wild Wings that often. But I do I not do, like Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm gonna. They, put, I don't yeah. like any other. Every sauce is either too sweet or too spicy. It's just not so a fan. They they have a. Uh, spicy garlic is what it's that called. That is and what I have determined is my favorite there. It, it It's wonderful. Now, uh, I used to have a Hooters near me. Look, I, I, I go there to read the articles in Playboy <laughs> <laughs> and to eat their wings. But I will say this. The, the, the wings there were really good. I like them. And their spicy garlic is was way better than Buffalo Wild Wings spicy garlic. And that was, a, that was my go-to flavor for a while. I think the problem with, like, uh, the spicy garlic's fine, but I'm such yeah. a fan of the classic buffalo flavor oh, yeah. profile. Yeah, And you, both you the hot and the, there's no, all of them buffalo wild wings I don't like. And I also don't think the wing quality is that high. But uh, right. as mentioned many times before, uh, Jefferson's Pride of Lawrence, Kansas, there's a few others in the Midwest yeah. uh, mentioned by Joel Embiid on his Hot Ones interview. I, uh, they have great wings. And the other great thing about buffalo wings is that... Uh, Pound for pound, quality-wise, I think Wingstop is the best quality food in a chain fast yeah. food restaurant. That oh, fast food restaurant. I oh. mean, if we're counting that as fast right. food, like, you no, know, you're right. I, but I those are it, just it, really it, good wings, really good ranch, really good blue cheese. Like, that's been my go-to for like for wings for a while. Like, um, um, and I, I get the Atomic there, which is their hottest, but it's not it's not blow your face off to me. Yeah, I've, like, I think I've had it's, one it's before. It's manageable. I, I, they're hot. It's still just, it's just love it. Oh, love it, it, it's love a good, it, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. And that also has more of the buffalo taste. So I think it's, it fits yeah. the profile. I, I used to be a huge um, drumettes guy, but like, I'm, I'm just, they're all good, right? Like, yeah. everything's good. However, I will say this um, I have been very reticent to like, um, uh, get very chewy things, and so like eating with the braces. So uh, I think what my 
plan is if I do get any wings at all, I think I'm going to get boneless wings on on Super Bowl because because of the ease factor. Only. I, I I get that. I, yeah. I the, again, I'm pretty sure a broken record statement. I don't mind the bonelessnessness of it. It's yeah. the breadedness that I don't oh, like. Right, right, right. Um, it can be. It can overtake it where it's it's. Yeah, like, just it just creates the sort of stogginess uh, that I'm I'm not a fan of. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, in terms of. Uh, Drumette wingnut. I actually prefer the wingnut because once you learn the trick on pinching and then ripping out one of the bones, it's it's just it's more meat. Uh, but you do not have to eat it, and almost no one on Hot Ones knows how to eat a, uh, a wingnut. They'll they'll all just try to eat around it. It's no. They they eat it like Tom Hanks eats baby corn and yeah. This is <laughs> amateur hour over here. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh, but I, I I never prefer it enough to you know order you know pay the extra. I'll I'll just give me a mix. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I have paid extra for the all drums before. Which <laughs> I feel like a sucker. I'm just I'm just the the mark they see coming from a mile away. Um, but yeah. Oh man. So once again, Craig has made us hungry in an in opportunity. Uh, yeah. Like luckily, I was eating sandwiches uh, during this record, so I'm full. So I'm not hungry. Yeah. But I do think Wayne stop uh, during the Super Bowl is going to happen, which means I probably have to order like today. <laughs> I, I actually I might have already missed my cutoff for that yeah. because I've I <clears throat> I was in there like two weeks ago or something and they had a sign up like order by this for Super. I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have like, to look this up now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am I am gonna check tomorrow and see because if I have to order early, I will. But um, otherwise, I I mean, look, I could just get go get like something at the store and make them myself at home too. That's that is another option, but. Either way, uh, however you are enjoying your chicken wings with bones, without, with, with drums, with, with none. Um, I hope you enjoy them while listening uh, to the Three Innings Save podcast. Once again, I'm Eric Steven. That's Jacob Birch. We are produced by uh, Brian Salvatore, and we have questions from Craig Manami, who always makes us hungry. And we have another Dodgers Rewind coming for you later this week. And other than that, we will see you after the Super Bowl. Thanks for listening, everybody.